This video is sponsored by Last Epoch. Uncover the past and reforge the future in this upcoming time-traveling action RPG from 11th Hour Games. Built for genre veterans and newcomers alike, Last Epoch will have you mastering over a dozen unique and frankly rad-sounding classes like Void Knight, Beastmaster, and Blade Dancer. Branch out across tons of skill trees, dive into the community-revered crafting system, and hunt for rare and powerful loot by yourself or alongside your closest ARPG pals. Last Epoch is easy to learn and hard to master, just like playing the saxophone. And Last Epoch's deep and continually evolving endgame means that there's no curfew on this dungeon crawl, unlike my saxophone playing. I have to stop by 7. Pre-order standard, deluxe, or ultimate editions today to make sure you have access to tons of goodies like the Temporal Guardian Armor Set, pet cosmetics to spruce up your favorite companions, and of course a copy of the game itself. That's important. Start working out those index fingers because Last Epoch comes out of early access on February 21st, 2024. That's this year! Head on over to Last Epoch's Steam page to pre-order your version of the game today and prepare for your next great ARPG adventure. Hello everyone, welcome to the Windbreakers podcast. I'm Yancy Crowshaw, I'm joined by Marty Slaver and Sebastian Ruiz. Yeah, Yeah, I realize I just gave thumbs up on an audio, audio centric program. And a very soggy doggy. Oh, you got off the there. That was nice. He just got back from the kennels because we were away for the long weekend. And uh, cruelly, someone decided to give him a bath. Cruelly. He's just sort of muttering his little problems in my ear. But do you, do you think he went on any adventures this weekend that were sort of like tangential or to the side of what you did this weekend? Well, that uh, certainly seems like it could be the thing that happened. He probably got up to all kinds of uh, side activity in uh, the kennel. Probably sniffed a lot of uh, optional butts. And that brings us to this week's topic. Side quests. In games, what makes us want to do them? What brings this? What brought this to mind, Marty? Because this, I believe, this was your suggestion. Uh, yeah, I've been. Uh, it's been a, it's been a heavy, uh, a heavy first few months of the year for uh, big old JRPGs. I've been playing a lot of uh, a lot of like a dragon, Infinite Wealth, a lot of Persona mm. Three Reload, and a lot of uh, Redacted. And all three of those games are are just uh, lousy with side quests and I find myself doing them a lot. So apparently they're doing something right with their side quests. Uh, so I kind of want to just have like a more sort of uh, a mile high view of, of well, how do we feel? Well, how do we feel when we're playing a game with a wealth of side quests? What do we do? Are we taking the time to, to smell the flowers? Are we going off the beaten path? What are we looking for in quests that we like? What do we hate in side quests? I feel like you don't like them Yahtzee. My, my gut is going to be Frost's pro Yahtzee's con. Well, I'm sort of inevitably going to be con because uh, my policy is to try to get through the game to story end in the course of the week that I have to play them. And usually that will mean powering through side quests or, or avoiding them altogether just to go through the, the story stuff, sure, sure. the main campaign stuff. So oftentimes uh, my hands are tied and I can't actually engage with side quests. Although usually in like the early stages of playing a game, I'll indulge a few. To see if there's anything uh, uh, more interesting there. And in fact, when I was playing Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, I adopted the policy of uh, uh, humoring side quests wherever they came up. 
because I've played a lot of Yakuza games before, and the critical path and main plot for those games are all kind of the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, the uh, main character defends innocent woman who is embroiled in a conspiracy to take over Japan stroke the Yakuza. Uh, it all ends in a shirtless punch-up. Now, which Yakuza story did I just describe? Oh, well, most recent. Judgment. <laughs> Infinity World. Yeah. Uh, yes, every single one of them. That, well, yeah. that was my point. Is there, is there a line then? Okay, so when we say side quests, let me get mm-hmm. into the semantics there. I'm sure. thinking like, like, you know, Ubisoft where it's like, here, do, go, go find the lookout. All right, or, or go do this quick little race. What, what is full-blown side quest and what's just like, a, I don't know, a chore? Who knows? Yeah, I think the line's well, been, mm-hmm. so the, so the, there's like a bleeding over of those, right? Like, you don't have to uh, go to all the top of the Ubisoft towers, but that feels like a side quest. I don't know if it's a good side quest, but it feels like one. Whereas also a quest that has like a narrative arc and it has a, a little three-act right. structure to it also feels like a side quest to me. Some are better the- than others, though. In the in the Ubisoft sandbox model, there is a distinction between the side quest and the side activity. So okay, okay. side yeah. activity. Yeah. So these words are good. You got your mind, your, your main critical path quest, which is like a you know a line of of objectives, and the side quest will be like a shorter line of objectives. Go here, talk to this person, do this, fight these dudes, go back to the person, etc. Mm-hmm. The side activity is something more like collect all the flags in Assassin's Creed. Gotcha, Do gotcha. all the uh, copy-pasted uh, punch-up missions. It's mm. something that you could basically just hack a million out of. Uh, hidden chests, like like single challenges, like um, the stuff in Watch Dogs where you have to do the, like, the little circuit diagram puzzle. Or the okay. Riddler trophies in the Arkham games. Yeah, side quests can also be like little mini games, little collecting things. Um, yeah, I feel like the ones you you uh, you you spotted on a difference there, where it's some feel authored and others feel like we created a thing and we just kind of vomited them all over the map, and now mm. go find those things. Um, yes, often in a live service game, there's more side activity than quest. Yeah, but they, yeah. But they put some narrative to it and disguise it as a side quest. Yeah. That's oh, that's the thing. Do. Yeah, that's putting that's putting the uh, the pill inside the peanut butter and giving it to well, the coffee. For a relevant comparison, if you look at something like Arkham Knight or Arkham City, every side quest line is part of a coherent, you know, narrative. You're yeah. going up against this particular boss. He's uh, got like Two Face and Penguin are robbing this bank, this bank, and this bank. You have to go to all those three banks and foil the robberies individually, and they're all like individually crafted missions. Mm-hmm. In comparison, you have something like Gotham Knights, where the game just procedurally generates missions everywhere you go. Yeah, uh, here's some thugs trying to get in, try to break into this door, beat them all up, move on to the next. Yeah, and the uh, the Arkham one that you mentioned, uh, it feels like those quests uh, also succeed in world building and character building, mm. and you know they 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 teach you something about Gotham. They also tell you something about who these characters are and their relationship to Batman. Whereas the 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 Gotham Knights or even the Suicide Squad ones are just, I mean, busy work, I guess. And maybe yeah, some maybe I mean, all games are busy work, but it just feels like busy work or chores. I think. I think most importantly, the sense in the Arkham Knight side quest is that each one you do gets you towards a, a goal. Mm-hmm. Like each side quest is like a percentage showing how far you are uh, through that particular goal. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, At the end of which you will have fixed the problem, whatever it was. And the side stuff in uh, Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad feels like busy work because there's never going to be any less of it. Mm -hmm. It will always... you will always be having to do more of it. And just from like a context narrative perspective, that's a little bit demoralizing. It's like, we're not really fixing the situation. We're just part of it, really. Yeah. Feels like uh, the reason I find it harder to get into these new God of Wars, because in the older ones, even if you are going off the beaten, like, I'm going to kill Zeus, right? But I've just killed Ares. I've killed Medusa. I've killed Mercury. It's kind of like all the things in the goal, right? Where it's sort of like, okay. Mercury. That's a Roman god. That is a Roman god, isn't it? Hermes. Too much, too much smite. I'll tell you what. He's also the cooler <laughs> one. He's got the better name. Oh, wow. So, But it's also just like, you know, as, I, as I'm getting through there, I might as well clean house on my way there. Whereas the new Ragnarok seems to be he has a quest that he very much wants, but he keeps on just getting sidetracked more so than... Yeah, it's very questing. overt in those games because, like, literally there are parts in the plot where your side character will go, well, we could go on and do, like, the important thing we need to do, or we could piss about for an hour. What do you want to do? Yeah, it's always funny uh, not to bring up the Ludo narrative dissonance, but the idea of in the main quest, your character has a real sense of urgency, whereas, and then you could just fuck around and be like, because like, I don't know, Tears of the Kingdom or, or, or uh, Breath of the Wild, Zelda is like, I have been holding this pig god at a standstill in this castle for a hundred years. You just woke up, come fix this. And you could be like, or... I could find 700 Koroks. <laughs> like, or the, I could do that. This is the eternal nugget of ludonarrative dissonance that has yeah. always blighted the sandbox game, mm-hmm. right from Grand Theft Auto onwards. Yeah. What was that one that everyone yelled about? Fallout 4? It's like, I'm here to get my son, but or I'm just going to take oh, a yeah. bow up and oh, yeah. bottle caps. Yeah, or yeah. just piss about, who cares? Yeah. Um, which is fine. I, that's just something I've gotten over, right? Like, that's just... But what if it's what if the side quests are better than the, the main narrative? So like Witcher, I'll be playing it on the side, and I kind yeah. I like the side questing more so than I like the main story. It reminds me more of like television, where each one is very episodic, but there is like yes. a main a main through line. And I'm yeah. like, well, I'll get there when it gets resolved eventually. But I like these little side quests that I'm doing. I mean, me me too. I like that about The Witcher, especially The Witcher Three. And what I like about doing the side quests is that it feels like Geralt on the job, as yeah. it were. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just what he does all day like he's a blue collar worker he just rocks up to someone's house and says I heard you got monster problems Yeah. yeah now my fair. rate is 500 gold an hour Yeah. so that's negotiable depending on what expenses I accrue yeah. you've been using your natural accent more and more yeah. I love it, <laughs> it- yeah, it's, it's funny when there's, there's games I look back on and I do I remember the side quests more than I remember the main story which yeah. maybe that's just a product of like in a side quest, you can cut tell like a really tight vignette, like you, and yeah. you can even like veer off into maybe a different tone or a different genre than the main game. You could do a, a funny side quest or a, a scary side quest or a romantic side quest in a game that isn't inherently one of those. Or you could play with gameplay mechanics a bit. You could have a side quest where <laughs> right. you've gotten used to fighting a certain way, but then there's this one side quest that says, "Hey, uh, do this without using such and such power, mm-hmm. or yeah. do this without getting hit a single time." Yeah. 
well, we've come a long way too. Back in the day, you used to always be like, hey, help me catch chickens. No matter who you were, what you were playing, help me catch Every five chickens. Catch Every, a chicken. Go catch it. Yeah. Or, totally. kill, or kill rats in someone's basement. Yeah. The very first yeah. quest. Just a classic in one way. Yeah. So we, we want them to be a little authored. We want them. I like self contained. I, I, mm-hmm. I kind of am a little intimidated by side quests that do impact everything else. Right. And I kind of mm-hmm. like knowing I can go in in this self-contained space and come out and everything's still fine. How, what do you think of games where side questing is semi-required? Like, uh, I'm thinking don't. of something like uh, Saints Row Get Out of Hell, where instead of a fixed like path of critical missions, you can just power through. Uh, it just says, hey, side quest until you've made this amount of experience or this amount of money, and then mm. you can do the next story mission. Yeah, that that feels like a uh, a form of gating in the same way that like um, I think like a dragon uh, the the previous like a dragon uh, seven uh, had a had like a money gate where it was like you need a certain amount of money in order to do something and so it's like well how are you gonna make the money and it's probably like the the real estate game or whatever like whatever mini makes the most money but um, yeah yeah, that's where you're no more heroes the first one had something similar I like that. I like when a, mm-hmm. like an open world Just game does that because it mandates engagement with the open world, rather than. Sure. I like it like, if the game has good quests. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if the game has bad quests. That's one. Yeah. Well, no one sets out to have bad quests in their games. Yeah, there are plenty yeah. of like, was it one of the Just Cause games where you had to like build up chaos by doing random stuff and destroying random stuff to advance in the game? Oh, that's fun. Don't recall but it that. Just, but just because two, particularly, does feel like a game where you have less of that problem, where the side questing feels like taking a break from the main thing. Mm-hmm. And just because two, it feels like uh, you're constantly destabilizing the nation with everything you do, and every little helps. Everything you do gets you towards that goal. And again, that all feeds into who the character is, right? In the same way that, uh, um. You know, in like like a dragon, if you are Ichiban, like he's the kind of dude who does go out and uh, he's kind of <laughs> just like a human golden retriever, and he wants to help people. Like yeah. he's the kind of character who would, if if he walked by and saw a mask, like a dude in a mascot costume who needed help, he would help him out. If he saw a weird scientist who created a giant Roomba, he'd help him out. Like uh, mm. that that feeds into who that character is, um, as opposed to being a, a stoic. I need to save the world, but I guess I will also yeah. catch these chickens. Well, it made more sense than when Kazuma Kiyu did it. Yeah. Because Kazuma Kiyu did the same thing, but with less justification, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Like, he had to dress up in a mascot costume in, Yakuza, in one of the Yakuza 6 side quests, as I recall. Do you, um, Frost, you were saying how you like them self-contained. Uh, does that mean uh, what you do in it doesn't really impact the world, or does that mean you don't like the ones that are kind of chains of quests? Because I'm thinking of, like, the Souls games a lot of times have chained side quests yeah, where yeah, yeah. you have to find uh, uh, Alexander, the pot dude in, in yeah, Elden Ring yeah, yeah. multiple times in the game, like Rainey's quest multiple times in the game. Right. Um, yeah. uh, even so like the, the trading quests in Zelda games, the big Goron sword is, is a thing that lasts the entirety of Ocarina time. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to actually just eat, like, eat those words immediately because my favorite ones, as I was going to say, are the ones that like, if you don't do them, 
there's uh oh i guess they kind of do tie back into the gameplay sort of like in the old assassin's creed where it's, you mm -hmm. can go and scout the perimeter or find this guy and you found like an extra uh passageway yeah. that'll help you in the actual assassination where it feels like i don't really suffer too much for not have done haven't haven't done it but it does like lend itself to the story and again dark souls i love those quests but more so because they're not as imposed and it makes you, it does make me curious mm -hmm. my favorite mm -hmm. is probably still um onion bro yeah. Just his little quest line of just home de dum, what's up? I'm yeah, showing. Yeah. And as he slowly gets Home depressed dum. because you're you're beating it's almost it's almost one that fulfills itself without you having actually gone on it because he's always at that next point you need to be. And he because well, yeah, you are adventuring, extent. yeah, better than there's he is, he starts you, to get there's depressed. One bit where you have, there's one bit where you have to meet him in Blighttown, like way beyond the point that you'd ever want to go back to Blighttown, but yeah. I mean, it's funny, in Dark Souls 1, it feels like the two most iconic or recognizable characters are Ziegmeier and uh, Solaire, are yeah. ostensibly side quest characters, yeah. right? Because um, yeah, oh, yeah. they're like the, the only jolly people in the entire yeah, miserable right. experience. Yeah, yeah. The merchant was happy. Uh, the first one you meet. Thank <laughs> you kindly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like I like the ones that uh, it, it, it kind of feels like how Yahtzee was saying the smaller everything you're doing is a smaller piece of a larger thing, like with the mm -hmm. with the Arkham ones or or even certain uh, Spider-Man Two followed a similar um, a similar role in like the side quests that uh, I don't know spoilers like where it's nods to Carnage and everything like these are quests that you mm -hmm. like build up and then you slowly realize like what these things are drawing back upon, but then it also has the self-contained ones like there's like a you're helping out a lady who lost her like dementia addled father and like you sit with him by the lake and he talks about that's where he like met his wife and everything and that was a nice little like oh this was nice and feels spider-man-y because that's what spider-man does is he helps out dementia addled elderly people yeah amongst other things yeah <laughs> i th i think to for me a side quest should in some way help you get through the main campaign as well mm -hmm. like sure. um um, I think if you're having trouble with like a boss fight in the main campaign, you should have the option of saying, right, we'll put a pin in that. We'll get build up some like money and resources and levels doing the side stuff, and then we'll try again. Mm -hmm. And I've played a lot of games where that sort of isn't considered. I remember like Diablo 4 leaps to mind because everything in that game scales up to your current level. So grinding up side quests to get better for a boss fight isn't a thing because the boss yeah. will have ground up as well by the time you get to him. And I was playing uh, Skull and Bones this week, as a lot of people are, I think. <laughs> and um, I was I was having trouble with like this one like boss fight, kill the one big French ship. And I was thinking, okay, well, I'll uh, just grind up some side stuff and see how we do. But the problem was that is I didn't know what specifically would make me stronger. All mm -hmm. I knew in the abstract was that I could maybe build better cannons if I uh, uh, found the necessary resources and blueprint. But uh, half the side quests just made you money, and it's not money you need. I needed it was bronze ingots. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's an art to kind of balancing the reward of a side quest, right? You don't want something that's going to make you so overpowered that the game becomes silly, but at the same time, you want, you know, you well, you want something for your time and effort. But well, it's like a you... common thing. Where, mm. um. So, and I've noticed this, it's kind of in old MMOs, and this is the problem, it's called in Bones too, where it's like, 
you have to do it all together. So it's like, all right, progress the story a little bit. Now do all the side stuff because I've just unlocked these bronze ingots that you're looking for. And then you get you get all that. And now you can do the, the main story again and now branch out and do all these side quests. And it just does this segmented thing over and over again. And mm-hmm. like that, that kind of does tend to weigh down a little bit. But eh, yeah, I don't know. This ties back into the loop, but it just feels more so like it, this isn't optional, right? This is just a very long-winded, segmented, almost filler, in, yeah. in, in, so to speak, in a video game or even like the anime sense of like this kind of, you know, we had to do this, otherwise we couldn't have done the main, but it wasn't I'm, as fun. I'm going to pick on you slightly if you're used to the word optional there, because I've, I've raised this question before. What does optional mean in video games? I mean, uh, it's not like, on the critical path. Right? I mean, the it, whole playing the game at all is optional. This is our right. fun time. This is <laughs> this is our leisure. I uh, and I like a game that sort of mandates a certain amount of side questing to like uh, get people to really engage with the uh, extended broader gameplay of the experience. Yeah, I mean, it, it just goes back to that authored feeling, right? If it feels like they cared, if it feels like this genuinely is like a, a small... If if the game is a cake, here's a cupcake for you. Instead of just yeah. like, all right, here's, here's a bit of like scrappings from the cake, a bit of leftover ice yeah. to enjoy, you know? It's That's funny, like, I... Oh, God. I was just going to say, though, but on the other hand, if your game is a really enjoyable core gameplay loop like Spider-Man, we might appreciate just having quests where you can just do that. Mm-hmm. Without like, without you know, having to stop because you got to the end of the narrative thread of the side quest. Yeah, there's ones where it's just collect, follow birds, or go in wind tunnels, yeah. or you know, do a little race thing, and they like a race as in a, a, a like a foot race, not a like race a war and spider. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but you know, so you have those. You have side quests that can be uh, the rewards can be fulfilling. You have side quests where the um, the mechanics can be fulfilling because they're just mm-hmm. fun. Uh, there's also the ones that um, there's side quests where I don't remember what I got for it, but the fleshing out of the world and the kind of story appeal made me care about my main goal even more. Um, I think back to stuff like uh, helping out all the townsfolk in uh, Majora's Mask. Like you don't need to do any of that, but like seeing through the the cafe and Anju like wedding. Uh, quest line all the way through the end like gives you the impetus to be like I should I need to save this world because like I just saw this like beautiful kind of three act story of this couple in love and this is like saving the world for or at the uh, at the end of Chrono Trigger there's like a handful of side quests before you go to um, the final dungeon and each one kind of centers on one of the one of the party members and so you get like closure of their narrative arc through Mm -hmm. these side quests um and, and near automata does a similar thing and even uh, like red dead some of the hanging out with with your homies by the fire um i feel like well, it adds yeah adds, adds a layer to the to the overall story well what we're talking about here is engagement and yeah, can, that, yeah that can come from being engaged with the story or, and that could motivate you to want to save the world or maybe you just want to save the world because you like having fun in the world and the world is fun mm-hmm. right to me i kind of like it when side quests feel like overflow like there's as much love and time and effort put into the side stuff, but there was no way we could have made an entire game out of it, right? Mm. So it's 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 just like self-contained in itself in that sort of way. Um, but do you guys get sort of executive dysfunction? This feeling of like, oh god, I have to do the side quest. 
Um, I don't. I know some people do. My wife does. She's, as I've said before, she's very completionist when it comes to games. I like put her onto Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and she got bored of it because she felt she had to do every single side thing before she moved on to the next bit of plot. Yeah, I'll. I'm. I'm choosy with what I do. Uh, I, I definitely don't. You know, if I don't have to, I don't rush through a game. But um, if I'm liking the side things, I will take the time. If I start feeling like they're just. Um, sort of uh, randomly generated filler activities, then I'm I'm mm-hmm. pretty quick to bounce off that. Um, like I don't I don't need to see a clean map, but if I'm enjoying the things, like I, I've by and large enjoyed the stories of the uh, uh, like a dragon side quests, and so um, as I'm running around Honolulu, like anytime I see something like two blocks away, I'll be like, well, I'll run over there and see what's going on there, and it's usually something entertaining at the very least. Do they intimidate you that they are timed or that you might end up skipping them? Like with Dredge, where you found those little starving guys on the island. I still don't know what they, that is. <laughs> they I all died. Yeah, I'm not, not fully sure what happens, but I mean, you still get the achievement even if they yeah, die. That, yeah. That's what the guy was saying. But now that he had to remove that because people genuinely in in the um, the reviews were saying this horrible game has timed side quests. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Well, those people wouldn't have much fun in Dead Rising. Uh, no, yeah, that was that was time. Dead Rising, at least, I feel like makes the timingness of it apparent, right? Yeah, very much. Whereas so. Dredge was just like, I don't know who these dudes are, and then you go back and you're like, oh, they died. <laughs> I, I I don't know what happened. Um, yeah, it's uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. The the 2021 had a similar thing where like side there was like a handful of chapters in the game that were more of like the side quest chapters, and so you could choose to just breeze through the chapter and go on to the next one, or take your time and do a handful of side quests. But if you just breeze through, those side quests kind of got locked out. So you mm. would go to the next. If you come back later, it'd be like, well, you just can't do those. Um, whereas yeah. I, I think they've said in in um, Rebirth um, that's not going to be the case. Is that side quest you could do at any point in the game? I mean, you paid money for the game. Why wouldn't you want to experience everything there is in the game to experience? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the whole attitude of just wanting to get to the end, aside from because you need to review the game. Well, it reminds me of how Ubisoft were trying to sell time saver passes to people so they could just finish the game and get to the ending quicker mm-hmm. well, it? Well, no, mean, why did you guess. fucking buy the game they've yeah. got you know they've got kids <laughs> if you want to if you want to pay extra to get to complete the whole thing for you yeah, yeah go yeah. for it one uh one one kind of side quest we didn't talk about which um thinking of a recent game i guess uh prince of persia the lost crown is the one that comes to mind are the like hardcore challenge based side quests so Prince Persia had those like kind of challenge rooms where you'd and it's similar to like Hollow Knight or, or or even a room where you had to do a crazy platforming challenge, do a big loop and not touch the ground because the ground is spikes or lava or something. Um, yeah. And they are they're like, I don't even remember again what the reward for those were in Prince of Persia, but I liked the feel of the game and I liked the mechanics so much right. that like the Spider-Man ones, I wanted to do those because I wanted to see like. 2D platformers are like one of the genres I think I'm actually good at, and so I wanted to see if I could actually complete them. Yeah, because, yeah, it's often the case that the very, very hardest challenges in the game are the side challenges, because yeah. those are people who are really engaged with the game and want to fully uh, explore their skills. Yeah, yeah. For one thing, on. one thing I knocked against Rusted Moss, because it would do those, right, where it's just like, all right, this room, and it would, it would even tell you where it's like, this is just a challenge room, right? And, and you do get a reward for it and whatnot. But 
what they were trying to say is they'd encourage you to kind of complete the game first so you could have as much gear as possible and then come back mm-hmm. and do it. And yeah. so I was like, oh, no, I found this side quest way too early and I'm stuck here for five hours. And I didn't get it <laughs> until I got back the second time and now it's, it's super, super easy. So I, I guess like when they approach me is also as important as like what it is, right? I kind of do yeah. like, uh, like Metroidvanias are my favorite in that sense of you have an ending, but there's also so much other stuff that you could have another ending, really. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah is and- is, is, have, you had, have you really had an ending if there's another ending? Yeah. Oh, that's endings. the near automata question, isn't it? Oh, God. Too many endings. Yeah. No, 26. That's a good number of endings. That's a healthy number of endings for a story. Um, yeah, there's also the kind of going alongside that is like the rate at which they're doled out. Like a lot of games will just be like, there's a community board or a hunting board. And then you click on it and you're like, oh, here's yeah. a bunch of side quests. Like that's how Final Fantasy 16 side quests work. You would mm. go back to your base and you'd go to the community board and be like, oh, there's these five things you need to do around the world. And if there's like too many of those at a, at a given time, it's just like, am I just adding these to the list? Like in the same way that someone's yeah. like, hey, you should watch this YouTube video. And I was like, yeah, I'll add it to my watch later list. And I do. I'm never going to watch it. Like, so if game, honest, I'm never going to do that. Yeah. See, if a game like does side quests like that, like uh, for some reason Dead Island is leaping to mind, uh, where all the quest givers are in like one place, like a town, and they say, hey, go to this place in the upper world and uh, do a thing and come back, mm-hmm. then I'm less likely to do them. But if I'm just randomly hovering around in the open world doing stuff and like someone runs out into the road and flags down my car yeah. and says, hey, help, my wife's pinned under a tiger or something, then skull, I'm far more likely to engage with that because that yeah. feels like much, a much more organic engagement with the game. I think uh, I guess yeah. I want to say Red Dead Redemption feels like a game that does that more. Where like side quest just side stuff just sort of happens to you as you go and that's kind yeah. of my ideal model for it. And I also, I like when um, you can solve a side quest before you've even gotten it without realizing it. Yes. Like maybe you explored oh. a cave and you got a thing or you killed the monster in the cave. And then hours later, you find someone who's like, hey, this cave's got a monster. And then they're immediately like, oh, you already killed it. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Instead of it just Look. respawning the monster or the monster wasn't there until you initiated the quest. That's like, that's some real bullshit. I love that in Deus Ex because uh, whatever you did, uh, they'd have to write dialogue for it, and they'd always. I tried to create some kind of justification for the main character being a complete psychotic uh, vigilante Randian or something. Like in the subway station level, there's like a gang leader who asks you to kill a drug dealer. You know, and uh, if you've already killed him, just randomly for no reason, your character just goes already dead, just another parasite. That's great. That's so good, yeah. Because I was going to bring out, even like with Skull and Bones, sometimes because I'm a horrible hoarder and I just get everything, sometimes I go in to accept quests, but then it's like accepted, submitted, because it's already in my inventory. But since it's not tied into the the quest, it's not as special as something like that. Yeah. yeah. You're just kind of a sicko here at this point. <laughs> and you point, say just, you say emergent side quest, but it does that a lot. Where it's just you'll see boats screaming, "I oh, help! We've been, you know, we're sinking! Help us!" You know. Yeah, I do like those. Those that, uh, aside from the ones that come out of nowhere, uh, almost self-imposed side quests. Like I was, I was got done with Far Cry Three a few months ago, and I would just play and play. But it gets to a point where you get unlock so many guns that you do kind of need to hunt animals for better pouches. So in the middle of doing the normal quest, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go 
over here real quick and just get some skins, you know, and not having to complete everything, but just sort of yeah. almost out of necessity. I'd love to do a nice, a nice skinning. A nice skinning. <laughs> Midway through my games. Yes. yes. In- yes. The Redemption 2, well, they fully animated it because yeah. they're psychotics. Because- that was highlights of my life. I feel like it was just one of those things where, like, the other team still had like two years left on the game, and they're like, "Well, I guess we got to well, do some things. So let's give the horse some balls and let's yeah, uh, animate skinning." That's my theory for the horse pooing and the shrinky yeah. balls thing. Yeah, yeah. How's it um, feel? Go ahead. Um, when it's like, okay, this is really difficult to explain, but I'll give it sort of like outer wi- outer worlds. Is that the time loop one? No, nope. outer wilds. Damn it, I always get those confused. <laughs> Outer Wilds. It's understandable. Where, yeah. Yeah, where it's like, okay, here's your main quest, but we have no idea how to accomplish it. So you are nothing. It's just all side questing, essentially, even though it is, it is part of that sense. There's a lot of exploration games, is what they're being called, that kind of do that, where it's like there's this one thing you want to accomplish, but we're not going to direct you. So you kind of have to interact with the rest of the world and, and side quest away until you accomplish the main objective. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because with Outer Wilds, everything you do feeds into the main objective, but you don't need to do everything. You can kind of mm-hmm. stumble upon the solution to the game, uh, you know, without without really fully exploring certain planets or, or bodies. Um but yeah, that is that is interesting. I would say nothing in that game is a side quest, but a lot of it is optional, which is weird. Those feel like those. The whole yeah. game is optional. I hear Marty. Oh, I well, every game is optional. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but some are more optional than others. Sure. Yeah. Some some are absolutely. Um, you mentioned uh, earlier. I think Frost. You said uh, it's they could be. Uh, um, a vessel to showcase a mechanic that might not be able to be strong enough to hold up on its own. Uh, sometimes we do get those ones that are so popular. Like you get a Gwent that is so popular that it ends up becoming its own game. Or like when people think back to like Triple Triad, I don't know why I keep going to, to card games, but like Triple Triad and Final Fantasy VIII, which people just went nuts for. Oh, the, it was like the, cap- the Captain Toad levels in Super Mario 3D World. Yeah, that's a perfect example. Game. Yeah, it became its own game, and so like it, it feels I have like no that's... idea why, but they did. Captain Toad is nice. Was it good? It's nice. Like, like Gwent didn't do well. They should have attached an RPG to their card game. That's, that's where they went wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, they it did. is funny that Gwent didn't didn't do super well. Well, you know, they saw all the shit Hearthstone was doing and thought, "Gotta get me some of that." Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is there an example of like a? Of a mini game that did almost surpass, like the legacy of the of the main game, like the Chow Garden, maybe in in Sonic Adventure Two. The only like thing people, ever, people seem to have fond memories of in that game. Yeah, yeah, and then you go back to play the game and you go, "What's that thing in rough. Final Fantasy? It's like soccer or some sport." Blitzball. Oh. That's also part of the main story because your character is like yeah. a, a star blitzball player, and that is atrocious, like genuinely oh, atrocious. Oh, it is like one it. of the worst. Just fucking underwater basketball. Get out of here. Ew, what a horrible <laughs> concept. suppose any game side quest has the potential of completely distracting someone from the rest of the game if it, like, particularly appeals to them. And if they have enough depth, like, depth to them and, yeah. Like, like a Dragon, both Like a Dragon games seem to be, like, almost trying to provoke that sort of thing. 
with the yeah, business management and the Animal Crossing side stuff. Yeah, yeah, games. and the Sujimon. Like, I mean, the new yeah. Like a Dragon has Pokemon. It has Animal Crossing. Like, it is. Um, yeah, it is, whatever's it has your poison. Crazy Taxi. It has Pokemon Snap. It has all of your games inside of it. Big. Oh. Shall we go to Super Chats? Uh, we shall it's before we do. We that. Oh yeah, mid roll, mid roll, ad. Sorry. Another word from our sponsor. Thank you so much, Eric. This video is sponsored by Last Epoch. Uncover the past and reforge the future in this upcoming time-traveling action RPG from 11th Hour Games. Built for genre veterans and newcomers alike, Last Epoch will have you mastering over a dozen unique and frankly rad-sounding classes like Void Knight, Beastmaster, and Blade Dancer. Branch out across tons of skill trees, dive into the community-revered crafting system, and hunt for rare and powerful loot by yourself or alongside your closest ARPG pal. Last Epoch is easy to learn and hard to master, just like playing the saxophone. And Last Epoch's deep and continually evolving endgame means that there's no curfew on this dungeon crawl, unlike my saxophone playing. I have to stop by 7. Pre-order standard, deluxe, or ultimate editions today to make sure you have access to tons of goodies like the Temporal Guardian Armor Set, pet cosmetics to spruce up your favorite companions, and of course a copy of the game itself. That's important. Start working out those index fingers because Last Epoch comes out of early access on February 21st, 2024. That's this year. Head on over to Last Epoch's Steam page to pre-order your version of the game today and prepare for your next great ARPG adventure. We did it. Yay. I hope you enjoyed being reminded of Last Epoch. Which comes there. out tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Little Diablo Four killer for you, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, probably. Anyway, our super chats start this week with a good old Tommy Salty, old uh, Adventures Nine music composer man, who gives ten Polish slotties to say too many side quests are mechanically boring. I M H O. Yeah, and if narratively it, boring too. And narratively, yeah, yeah. Again, that's that's where you. Um, if it starts feeling like busy work and you're not enjoying the work itself, then mm. you're like, what am I doing? A lot of games where the main like gameplay feels too much like busy work. Yes. Those are just bad combat games. in uh, <laughs> Banishers Ghost of New Eden for a recent example. Those are just absolutely, um, yeah. Those are, oh, you're not liking Banishers? Well, let's uh, save, save that for my review when it comes out uh, a week after this week. There Next week, even, let's say. Uh, yeah, well, you could you call it this week. Uh, and then, uh, before we go on to Wesley, uh, Tommy, thank you so much for being in the tip jar. Andrew, welcome to the tip jar. And uh, two Andrews in a row, welcome to the tip jar. Andrew Ball and Andrew Collette. A couple of Andrews cutting it up. Mm. Wesley Thomas uh, gives to Canadian and says, every side quest is that much more XP and GP I get. And I guess that goes back to what I was saying, that every side quest feels like you need to at least be moving forward in some way. Mm-hmm. I mean that's what I that's what I'd like. I want to know that uh, if if nothing else, I've at least made some money and some experience, so I'm in a stronger position than I was before. I used to yeah. do that, but then like if you do the main quest enough, all the others just become such so trivial. Really, it almost well, becomes. A, let people do yeah. that. Maybe people want that. Maybe people want to feel overpowered, and that's why they do all the good grinding. Oh, I would if stuff. it would let me. If it would let me get overpowered, absolutely. But if it's just. Uh, like essentially, this all amounts to ten percent of your overall power level in the end. I was like, oh, okay, it's just you wasted my time. Wiggle Toffee's ears. 
Yahtzee, would you say um, social links are side quests in the Persona games, or are they just the well, main text of the game? It's hard <laughs> to call it a side quest when it's the thing you engage with as part of the main campaign, I suppose. Sure. You know, you got to find something to fill your time. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I mean, you could I guess just, they're but, optional in terms of like you choose if you want to focus all yeah. on one character or if you want to uh, get yourselves a nice little harem going. I I'm guess. Like, I mean, it's it? op- I suppose in the strictest sense of the word, it's optional. <laughs> yeah. Guess. Nick kept during Nick's playthroughs. He spends all of his time at the batting cages. I'm like, well, Nick, you, you can, can go on that. dates. And he's like, I just <laughs> want to go to the batting cages. <laughs> That's the beauty of the Persona games. You can do that. You can just hang out at the cafe that makes your face greasy and improves your charm score yeah. all day, every day. Yeah. Uh, how much side questing is too much side questing? That was kind of my issue with Dave the Diver. I felt like that was a game completely on my alley, but it was just like, here's this new thing, and now this new thing, and now this other yeah. new thing. I was like, wait, mm. oh, alrighty then. Yeah. Well, I might have said something like the Yakuza games have put a little bit too much effort into the side stuff, but then that's kind of the appeal. Mm. Yeah. But yes, I agree with you on Dave the Diver, at least. Mm. Hey, bet on horses. No. I won't. <laughs> you can't make me. E.E. <laughs> uh, e. Newton gives $5. Says, I am all about side quests. In Elden Ring, I literally got to Lanedale before I beat Margit. What do you want, a fucking medal, E.E. E. Newton? You got lost, did you? No. How did you even get around? How, we, we, how did you get to Landau? Without going through the castle. What do you mean? You could just walk in. What? Without beating Margit? Margit, don't you need Margit to go through the castle to get to oh, Lyurnia to get to Landau? Yeah, because no, remember all those fucking Maybe. chests that take you elsewhere. Oh, those sneaky yeah. little chests. And yeah, you can go straight past Margit and go to Lyurnia if you want. I didn't know that those. much. Like, I, was it, I still, I somehow ended up through the back door of the Volcano Manor. I didn't know there was a, I thought, it's like, how, how the hell did I get up in yeah, there? Yeah, I got, I got, uh, that happens when you get killed by one of those sarcophagus ladies. You wake up in Volcano Manor. Those sarcophagus. Everyone things. keeps saying there's a side quest around the cliff. Yeah, the side quest can get you, to, you can go past the first god, but you can't get past Margit from that side quest, right? You need to beat Margit to get to the the little path around the castle, right? No, like, that's believe, some sequence break. I believe if you go either north or east, they both have chests that will take you to Gary, Indiana, and elsewhere. So you can kind of just end up going all the way around. No, you know what game was great? Elden Ring. Elden Ring was a great game. It was a good game. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. Yeah. I I hear. Yeah. Uh, SVS Guru two thousand gives five euros. It says side quests are best when they're little story vignettes. Sometimes they're better than the main quests, like that Aranara World quest in Genshin. Well, I wouldn't know about that because I'm not a fucking weeb. Oh, you love Persona. You're, li- you're a little bit of a weeb. You just play Persona three again. I yeah. like weeb games that are unlike what weeb games are usually like. <laughs> Genshin is very weeby. Yes, is it? it's I extremely mean. weeby. Yeah, I don't know. It's got uh, it's got like a little sp- like a little. A little companion with a high-pitched voice. So does Mario. What? <laughs> oh, does Mario. Mario's very weeby. Uh, I, I don't know who our, our, our Nana in Genshin is, but um, I hope they have a good time. Kind of fish, isn't it? An Aranara? No, is that's it? a Mahi Mahi. Yeah, you're thinking of Mahi Mahi. Well, no, I think I think of something else. Well, anyway, Arawana, that's what I'm thinking of. Marijuana? 
420. Blazing it. <laughs> well, anyway, Fox D gives five dollars and says side quests are getting full on salad and breadsticks to the point where you can't finish the entree you paid for. Ooh, uh, well, it depends on the game, Fox. Depends on the game, Fox D. And some games are like um, the salad bar at Sizzler, where you pay ten bucks and eat whatever you want, and that's kind of your meal. And you yeah. just load the plate up with ham cubes and egg. <laughs> yeah, ham <laughs> cubes and egg, just a single <laughs> yeah. egg. But some of them have dessert stations where you can get like fill your bowl with apple crumble and cake, and then get soft serve ice cream all over it. Mm, that's delicious. Yeah. There's nothing. There's settle. no laws that say you have to finish the main campaign. If you're just having fun doing side quests and then you get tired of the game, that's fine. You can just stop. Yes, maybe Not the main campaign is optional. Ooh. Think about it. Think about it. Ooh, there you go. Uh, Early Berm gives ten dollars and says, "Hi, Frosty. Did you ever do the side quest where you look right into the camera and say, Hello, beautiful daddy's home?'" Every day, yeah. To me, pops. But right now, this one. Yeah, go on, do Something it. Like Hello, beautiful. Daddy's home. Dad, we need yeah. to charge more for that. There what is go. going on? That's I, we need to. I had to be careful because as I was going halfway through there, I was like, "Oh no, Jack Nicholson's coming out." Oh God. <laughs> Hello, beautiful. Daddy's home. <laughs> oh, no. What's with the wobbly face when you, the when you That's say Jack that. Nicholson's thing. Yeah, he wobbles a he lot. He just, like, wobbles his face. Yeah, he did yeah. a lot of cocaine in the 60s. Big and eyebrow and energy, and too. I got, I got those Jack Nicholson Fair eyebrows. Enough. Oh, that is pretty good. Have you heard, have you, did you ever hear about Princess Leia's coke finger? No, I heard about that's, Grandpa that's Joe in Willy Wonka. <laughs> well, back in the day, if you were on coke... You used to grow mm. out one of your fingernails to have a thing you could snort bumps off of. Mm. And if you look closely, Carrie Fisher's got one in some of the Star Wars like uh, mm. cuts. Grandpa Princess Joe's Leia's- got one in the Gene Wilder Willy Wonka. <laughs> Princess Leia's Coke Finger uh, is the, a great band name, by the way. Mikko <laughs> uh, Raikkonen gives five euros. Says, what is a game, movie, book, or piece of technology you love that is objectively average or bad? Mine are Harvestella and Anno Mutatione. Everything I love is great. Is anything objectively bad in the world of art? No, like, I, I don't, I'm not. I mean, I, I love going through demos. A lot of them are actually tragic, but just the concept and ideas they present are fun. Sure, yeah. sure. So I like. I really like Sonic Frontiers, and I feel like it's it's bad. It's. <laughs> but I enjoyed. It's a- I enjoyed myself with it. It has its positive qualities. Yeah. That goes back to those uh, games that we love that others don't kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I actually do enjoy some work as in progress because it's just nice to see it before it buds. Yeah. Uh, Slightly creepy way of putting it, but okay. What? <laughs> this is just a smidge. Yeah. yeah. John Connor gives five Canadian dollars and says, I do all the side quests if the world is fun to be in. Got to have a good world narrative like Baldur's Gate 3, Witcher 3, Mass Effect. Yeah, if you, uh, if you, if you like the place you're in and you like the crew you're with, I think you're, you're willing to put up with a lot. And especially if there's little, little crumbs through it that, uh, that give you a little bit that expand upon that world or your party. Um, I, th- I think liking your characters can do a lot of yes. heavy lifting. When it comes to your side Love the one you're with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess it was fun taking Chie to the bathhouse in Persona 4. Exactly. Did you guys Nick like wouldn't know because he just played baseball. Did you guys like the romancing in uh, Midnight Suns? A little, little fishing with Blade? 
I did. I, I did like that actually. I don't Fiction. really feel that way about Spider Man. I wish Spider Man would get back to punching Mysterio. I don't mm. really want to snog him. I feel that way about Blade. Okay, He's Daywalker. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, Boyd. Yes, I know. What's the other word for that? Like a Well, no, no that's a werewolf. werewolf. Oh, my mistake. My mistake. Another word for a daywalker? A halfsies? Yeah, a half vampire. Half and half? Some yeah, half and half? In some canons, there's a special word for that. I forget oh. it. Mm. <sighs> a dampier? Yeah, that's it. Uh, Alucard in Castlevania is a dampier. Do you guys oh. know? Alucard? Put that name backwards? Dracula. Oh, I didn't realize that. Think about that. Put didn't that realize your, that in the 500 other Japanese works, it does the same thing either. Put that in your Google Translate. Anyway, Wojtek. Dampier? <laughs> so a vampire is a full vampire, and a dampier is just a half vampire? Yes, but it's not it's a pun on name. damp. It's just... Is it a wet vampire? You got so excited for that. You. Yeah, look at Toffee. He was like, oh, we're talking about dampiers? God. He's a, he's a fan. Yeah. Yeah, cut that yawn out for an uh, emoji. Why don't you? Aww. Anyway. Uh, Wojtek gives $10 and says, Ass Creed is a good example of good and bad side quests. Sometimes they're engaging, rewarding, and completely optional. Then it has quests that you're forced to grind for XP. Yeah, I think between every single Ass Creed game, it's done the entire spectrum of side stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the very first game, you, uh, people used to take the piss out of the flags. Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, the racing in the second one that got me. They always did those, didn't they? Time trials. Yeah, based for a while, yeah. basically every sandbox game had to have some kind of race, which is fair enough. Yeah, yeah it feels like those are just easy, like, uh, crutches to be like, easy well, ways we need to, to fill some things. So Easy ways to engage with the open world environment. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I'll work. give you that, where it's just like, I'll send you off through the countryside and you'll get to see what it is that you're about to do. But I've just seen some heinous races. Or oh, yeah, it's not easy to do them well. It's just easy to do them. I've seen some heinous racism. Oh, and in our uh, comments, be good. Ma- <laughs> Mafia, th- Mafia Three. There you go. Yeah, it has both go. races and racism. Yeah, mm. vampires and dampiers. Shut up! Oh, I know it, you're fascinated by the word dampier now. It's very time. funny. Don't worry, I'm good. I'll burn through it by the end of the podcast. Tsunami Doucher gives $5, says, Can you think of any games where side quests recontextualize the main story of a game and its conclusion? Now, I have a funny feeling you're going to bring up God of War Ragnarok, Marty. Uh, God of War Ragnarok does that. Uh, yeah, God of War Ragnarok and Nier Automata were the two games um, I, I was thinking of with that, to where it rewards you by... Uh, it's sort of you get what you put into it, and, and there's certain side things that feel... Uh, feel like it should have been the main game you're like this should have mm. this seems crazy to to remove this from the main game because it feels like it, it provides such like narrative oomph that the main story was lacking is that like those uh what is it those good option bad option ones like bioshock or an old dishonored where it's like if you save the girls you, you get one ending and if you don't you get a different ending is that what you mean by recontextualize or 
no, no not just... really. Recontextualizing is more like the Silent Hill 2 twist that changes ah. how you see the entire right. game. Yeah. Uh, oh, in that case, a lot of Metroidvanias do that with their because they give you the good ending, the bad ending, but then the true ending of mm. like this is actually what went on. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's Susan more of like you don't um like the, the you know, an example like near automata, there are side quests that teach you about the rules of the world and the history of the world that makes the ending and it's the same ending land with a heavier punch. Ah, okay. Um, different. Yeah. It's just, Oh, I know something now. Um, in the Mm. same way to where if like you rewatch a movie, you can be like, Oh, I can start seeing the, the threads of it Mm. earlier and earlier, but it would be like, if you could miss those threads. Fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. Uh, Wojtek gives $20 and says, Complete tangent. Thanks to Yahtzee and team, Adventurers and I inspired my wife and I to start playing D&D. She overheard an episode and now she and I watch the show together. Oh, that's great. You're welcome, Wojtek. Thanks for saying Yahtzee and team. That's how I see yeah. a lot of my relationships in life. It's me and everyone else. Him and his dentist, him and his accountant. Yeah. 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 More was our first idea. That was our first idea for what to call Second Wind. We were just going to call it Yahtzee and some other dudes. Yeah, yeah. It got uh, voted uh, 10 to 1. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's awesome. And remember, uh, folks, uh, because the finale is so uh, jam-packed and animated heavy, uh, it will not be airing this weekend. It will be airing the following weekend. So March 2nd, the season three finale. And then right afterwards, the team is zoot scooting to film... Uh, Ventures Night Season 4 on location. Zoot, zoot scooting, eh? Zoot scooting. Yeah, you're just getting in your zoot scooter and you're just hoofing it across putting the country. Your, yes, putting on my zoot suit and getting yeah. on my zoot scooter. Exactly. And then doing that song from The Mask. Zoot Suit Riot? Whatever. What a song. Uh, Luis Perez gives $2 and says, Favorite side quest or one that stands out? You know, I was just um, thinking about a bit in... I think it was, I can't remember if it was Gravity Rush 1 or Gravity Rush 2, but there's a quest in that game that's part of the critical path, but you think it's a side quest. Okay. Like you you run into this lady who says, oh no, I dropped my love letter from my spouse over this cliff. Could you go down and use your gravity powers to get it? And you're thinking, okay, this is just a side quest, might as well do it like five minutes of a time. But then it turns out you like fall out the bottom of the world and you get your character is stuck there for 20 years. And it's like, the entire rest of the game is past that point. And then you yeah. finally claw your way back to the city and everything's changed and a fascist government's taken over and the girl you were, guess, you were getting the letter for has entirely forgotten that they sent you on the on that errand. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Wow. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, I, like a, I like an RPG where uh, entire party members are locked behind, are, are kind of optional, locked behind side quests. Mm. Uh, Final Fantasy VII original had uh, Yuffie and Vincent, who were missable. Final Fantasy VI has a bunch of missable characters. Um, Ooh, Miss Mouse in Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. Oh, that's a good one. Thousand Year Door was the one that you had to get all the side quests from the main town, right? Yes. Like from the board or whatever. The, yeah. Miss yes. Mouse. An entirely optional party member. Yeah. I like that. Uh, to me, it's um, all my favorite ones are in American Wasteland, the Tony Hawk game. It's just, hey, let's have some vandalism. Let me teach you, you know, piss all like over it. the Hollywood sign. Yeah. yeah. Great stuff. <laughs> just do a little vandalism. Hmm. 
Uh, Ur4NM gives 10 Polish slotties and says, what about side quests that unlocks true ending? Metroidvania. That that gets back to the old question of what is optional in video games. Sure. Yeah, going back to like Persona, you need to, like Persona 5 Royal, you need to do certain amounts of social links before a certain day in order to unlock the third semester. Same with uh, Persona Persona 4. You need to do certain things yeah. to unlock the third semester. Um, if it, uh, if it's relatively obvious, I don't mind. If it's like, arc- if I have to look up, how do I finish game? That's a little, that's a little <laughs> much, in my opinion. Well, yeah, well, I had to do well. that for how to not get the bad ending in Persona 4 because you have to pick yeah. specific conversation options to prevent your party from stone cold murdering a dude yeah oh, and it's not like it just uh yeah you can you can you can really bone yourself no one likes boning themselves that's like lies of p isn't yes. it you're not there so. to bone yourself you're there to bone the waifus Ooh. exactly does lies of p have a similar thing yeah like you miss out an entire boss fight if you don't first playthrough i was so fatigued of the game where i, just, I knew which one was the option i was like all right i'm, I'm just gonna take the wrong ending because i want the game to be over now oh look look at toffee Oh, little babushka. Little babushka. No, please help me. My children are starving. Oh, little babushkas. Gerard Artech Prane gives $5 and says, Yeah, it's off topic, but are you guys planning on doing any possible meet and greet type things while recording Adventures 9 DC? No, nothing like open to the public because we'll be too busy doing stuff. It's a mm-hmm. super secret location, super secret yeah. time. It's the it's the one it's the one monument that looks like a, a dong. That's we don't want to have to deal a lot with of you, plebs. Oh. Plorbs. Uh, no, Nick, Nick, Nick's plan is in the future to organize an actual official, some sort of gathering somewhere, a gathering of the juggalos, if you would. Uh, and the the old escapist expos. Well, I know mm-hmm. you don't. Yeah. I do not know. I don't think any of us. I think you and Nick are the only ones who remember. Maybe Omar. Uh, not even Nick. Hmm. This was like Escapers 1.0 days. Damn, pre-Nick. I mean, me and Jim Sterling were there, and Total Biscuit was alive. Hmm. Anyway, uh, Bobby Joe Lord gifted 10 second win memberships. Thank you very much. Thanks for bringing the mood back up after I brought up Total Biscuit dying. Hmm. Oh my gosh, Bobby Joe Lord. Thank you, you did it so again. much. You gotta give another ten to bring, to make him less sad. Oh. Look at Dovey. You little Dovey. You little Dovey wants to say hello. Hang on, I lost my, lost my place. Fucking scroll all the way down again. There we yeah, go. You're at you're at nearest. Yes, nearest twenty five gives twenty five rons and says I recently got my hands on a drawing tablet and found some genres work really well with it. And have you ever tried to play on a drawing ta- tablet? A draw, like a like an iPad? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I prefer oh. the feel of pen and paper. Oh shit! Eric's just reminded me. I accidentally said Jim Sterling there. I should have oh. said Stephanie's Yahtzee. Oh, no. Stephanie Sterling. I'm confused because you know, was Jim yeah. then? I was about but, to say that, but I thought, how about I not say that? How about we uh, dig up? Stephanie Sterling, friend of the show. Yes. Anyway. Um, drawing have tablets. I played a drawing tablet? Uh, played video games on a drawing tablet. I, I suppose like point, point and click adventure games would probably be pretty easy sure. with a drawing tablet. And uh, uh, 
anything that requires clicking, like real-time strategy. And yeah, there was like Osu. Osu. Have you guys seen Osu? It's, Osu. Uh, yeah, it's essentially a rhythm game, but it requires oh. you on top of the tapping to also do like some swings and some holds, some circling, and so. Is yeah, it related to Osu Tatake Uenden, also oh. known in the West as Elite Elite Agents? Elite Agents? Yeah, oh, you weren't a weeb. Yeah, Elite Beat Agents. I'm not. I'm not, I think it's great. I'm not a weeb. I'm a video game expert who happens to know that Elite Beat Agents was based on an original Japanese game called Osu Tatake Uenden. Yeah, I know it's too much. Uh, no, so, oh, so rhythm rhythm games. I guess are just your best bet for those. Um, bring back Pokemon Ranger, please. I'd love to lasso my Pokemon's. Yeah. A lot of lasso, a lot of swiping. Yeah, yeah I think uh, creating a uh, digital uh, or like a controller facsimile on a touchscreen is always real wonky to me. Like I remember they released the Mega Man X, I think on uh, on iPhone, like early iPhone, and you just had to play by like being like, here's kind of where the D pad is, and here's kind of where the A and B buttons are, and it is junk, real junk in my in my opinion. Uh, Brad, a member for two months uh, in the Green Gang, says, "I def worry about missing things if I skip sides." Yeah, well, do you mean sides as in like side courses chips. to a meal? Yeah. Uh, okay, it is. Waka waka. Waka waka. Etc. Uh, the Chevy Ferrari gives $10 and says, Should side quests provide unique rewards that you couldn't obtain either by following the main plot or exploring, like powerful weapons in RPGs or a new bat gadget in Arkham? Please do. Well, that's bully. certainly a motivation to do yeah. side stuff. Like, yeah. uh, and, and Bully, if you did all the racing ones, you got the best bike. If you found all the rubber bands, you got a rubber band ball you could fight with. Was, mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, absolutely give me something. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, almost feels I, like a, a badge of honor you can show off by that that you completed something because of a new vehicle or a weapon or something unique you have. Yes, just makes sense, really. Mm -hmm. uh, Quinn Thompson gives five Canadian dollars and says, New Vegas did SideQuest well. Do them to get more involved with the world and can receive more options for the end game. And Yard's new McKeown book when? Soon. Yeah. In audiobook form, at least. Next week? Not that soon. Oh, okay. Probably in a few months. That's a nice, healthy soon. Oh, that's, that's as soon as I have like a, a clear release date, you'll all be the first to know. Yay. Uh, the Brain Sturgeon gives two euros. It says, do you like whiskey? If so, what's your favourite? I don't so much like whiskey by itself. I do like whiskey sours, and I like mm. uh, Jim Beam in my whiskey sour. There you go. Uh, so, open bottle of Jack. Good time. Nice simple man. Yeah, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a brown liquor is my go-to. Um, I like a nice uh, a smoky scotch, a peaty scotch, a Lafroy. Mm -hmm. I want to smell like a camp. A Lafroy. Oh, there's a, there's a pH and an R and an O and an I and a G. There's all sorts of weird letters there. So, oh, the French just like look yeah. at us, sprinkles them everywhere. Yeah, yeah That's not I like French. Lafroy's Gaelic, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's Scottish. Think Gaelic. It's Scottish. Oh, no, I was thinking Gaul. Damn. Yeah. Um, I like, uh, yeah, I like it feeling like I just made out with a campfire. <laughs> I like a spiced rum, especially with like a wedge of lime. That'd be good. Yeah. I like a Captain Morgan's. Hey, yeah, whiskey is definitely not my favorite. Captain that. and Coke. I'd go for tequila because I'm like, if we're there to get messed up, get me there fast and then I'll drink something that's actually enjoyable. There you go. Fair enough. Uh, yes, I've certainly found myself lent greater sexual potency on tequila. 
Sort of planned around that. Exactly where it is. Yeah. Robo Knob the Snob gives 11.99 euros and says, For me, a side quest needs a core gameplay varied enough to sustain extra optional hours, build upon the core themes, and have good rewards, not just weapons, but maybe unlocking new areas, i.e. Elden Ring. Well, you don't ask for much, do you, Robo Knob the Snob? (laughs) A little little fishing game, too, while we're here. Bye-bye, Toffee. Bye, Toffee. The Dampier. He wants his walk. And then uh, Robo Knob the Snob gives 5.99 euros and says, also, I just joined the live Don't Lambast Me with a year. We already said that, Yahtzee. Give it time. Don't we actually did it. I don't think we did say. We just lambasted you for uh, for just asking too much. I do like a side quest where all of a sudden you do something and you're like, oh, there's a whole part of this world I didn't even know existed. No. There's a painted oh, world? That was like in... Oh, shoot. Like, you know what? I give that. That's fine if it reroutes itself back. But mm. sometimes it gets to be too much where, like, uh, that one cave in Skyrim, you're like, oh, I'm just going to come in here and loot. And then, fuck all. It's like more quests within this place. Like, no. One quest. You get one quest per location. That's it. Uh, Arms and Legs gives two Canadian dollars. There's fully ramblematic for Ghost Runner 2. Hadn't planned to. Arms and Legs. I believe the ship has sailed on that one. Yeah, I came out a while back. Did you play it? I started it, but then other games took precedence and I never really went back. I feel like that was around the time uh, we transitioned over here as well. I think so, yeah. I mean, I liked Ghost Runner 1, some of it. Oh, yeah, it was the end of October. We fucking quit a week later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Logan yeah. Buchanan gives five pounds. Did any of you guys have a World of Warcraft phase? And if so, what stopped you? I did. I played it for three months, uh, way back uh, before two thousand, uh, way before zero punctuation. Actually, oh, wow. you, it was part of what inspired reveal. my first novel, Mog World. That's right. Didn't and what review? stopped me? Yeah, I did. I reviewed Cataclysm a while back as well. Past, yeah, but uh, I also played pre-Cataclysm World of Warcraft for three months, and what stops me was that I ran out of the three-month free trial that uh, Blizzard gave me for being a game journalist. They should have given you so I guess I don't. I guess I don't really have an addictive personality. That's good. Uh, uh, yeah, no, no, I, I played uh, probably like 20 hours when it first came out, and that was about it. MMOs, uh, uh, MMOs have never really done it for me. I got to uh, got to max with my girlfriend, but we just we kind of did everything because uh, like you can accomplish everything, and then it's just raiding, right? I, I never did raids. That's the end the game content. Yes. No, my, my game ends way before then. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, Andrew Frangies gives two dollars and says, "Anyone watch the Dice Awards? Opening was rough." Well, after all that shit we talked about the Video Game Awards, we didn't end up covering the Dice Awards. First off, it was at like 10 o'clock at night, so we weren't going to do it live. Second off, I was gone at the end of the week, and I told Nick, I was like, you guys could just do a watch-along on Friday of the VOD, and he didn't. So I don't know. Blame Nick. And secondly, they're all dull. <laughs> yeah, I, from the, they're fun to watch. They're just not aside necessarily from Keeley's. They're they're dull as hell. I've been they're trying heard, to tell you all this. And I you only about, want to watch them for your honor. I saw like a, a montage of the winners, and it was just you know the usual shit. Like yeah. Spider Man Two won something, Alan Wake Two won something, Baldur's Gate Three won something. I was like, yeah, the, the usual crap. It was literally. I'm going to make my own. No blackjack or hookers. 
Like the thing is, there like there's certain things that are fun to watch on your own, and there's other things that just don't really like aren't conducive to a watch along kind of atmosphere. It'd be like if you did like there was that uh, Xbox podcast last week that um, where they were like they're going to change the industry, and then it was just them saying some of our games are coming to other uh, other um, platforms, and uh, there's a bunch of channels that did like straight up uh watch alongs of that and i'm like you're doing a watch along of a conversation that seems strange right like well, you're commenting a conversation eh? yeah <laughs> also a lot of people yelling at me that i promised i did promise and the counterpoint i was at a fucking hospital all weekend i was playing games on my playstation portal using hospital wi-fi so maybe back off everyone oh wait why were you playing online were you what were wait, you doing in the hospital were you giving birth I was not giving birth. No, I was there because I have a family member who's dying, and there was just a lot of waiting, and I was oh, using hospital geez. Wi-Fi to play See, a game on my PlayStation You're all portal. assholes. This is why you never oh. ask how people are doing. This is why you never I ask. I probably shouldn't have joked about that. No, it's great. I like joking about uh, my loved ones passing away. It's wonderful. I was being serious. I, I'm not. It's fine. I'm not. I'm oh, not I was more here. curious about the PSP online. Did you not have, like, cartridges? or PlayStation Portal. Fuck me. What? Oh, oh that's day. not within reach. That's the thing where I can, using the right. internet, I could play my PS5 at home. And I was on a deadline to finish a video game. So uh, I finished it as yeah. God intended using hospital Wi Fi. And I guess PlayStation Portable just isn't a thing anymore. No. It might be coming back. Supplanted. I think it might be coming back. I think there's, with well, the success of the medic- Switch. Well, if you can just play it on your iPad, why would you need a. Uh, well, you need. Like, you- hang on. Okay. Oh, no. Tsunami Dusha gives $20 and says, a question for all three of you. Just how obscure do you want a side quest to be in order to begin? Bring points in a general direction, given a task completely off the main path and only discovered by pure exploration? I know people hate this. I love the uh, water cooler talk when it's like, oh, how was your playthrough? And it's like, yeah, I just completed this little side quest area uh, down beneath the dungeon, five feet down. I'm like, what? I completely missed that. It makes me want to yeah. run back and do it. Mm. Ash Lake, I never, I'd never gone there. And, and then my friend told me about it. I, I like hearing it, especially if it's like years out. I know people have their FOMO, but nothing makes me want to play a game again. Like someone saying, oh, I discovered this random area in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, cool. yeah. It's Sense of discovery. It's yeah. a tricky balance, and that's it's because that's cool, but also from the developer's perspective, it would be really annoying if you put a lot of work into something that nobody bloody noticed. Cowards. Get over yourself. I already paid for it. <laughs> Pose. Uh-huh. Yeah. But there's such no, a thing as taking pride in your work. Sure, but if they don't I mean, get I, all of it, it's fine. I mean, if I was getting paid the same amount to make videos that just wasn't put on YouTube, like some rich asshole just held onto them and didn't release them but paid me the same amount i would not be satisfied with that job that's fair but there's a difference between someone got it and and they enjoyed it a lot versus everyone got it you know what i mean like i feel like you you have some very clever bits that i enjoy more going ah that's funny that's very specific and i know a lot of other people won't get it right Mm -hmm. and especially whenever you do like a call out to some random city in the fuck all nowhere i look in the comments and like huh wasn't expecting a shout out to wherever they're yeah. from got doxxed on a wednesday <laughs> but yeah you know so there's something special about that and then if you do have that friend who gets it you get to like share that moment yeah i remember and there's like uh, stuff used to like pass around kind of organically like that and you still get that in the early stages of like a new zelda or a new souls game but like i remember 
finishing Symphony of the Night and just killing Richter and being like, well, that's a bummer. And then someone at school being like, you know, there's a whole goddamn upside down castle in this game. And it's like, what? Yeah, where where like, does that come from? Yeah. Like, uh, what uh, was it? New, a secret area found in Nier Automata, uh, either an amazing discovery or an elaborate prank. Someone on Reddit was like, I'm lost. Where am I? Yeah. And the Redditors were like, what? I've never seen that room before. So five years later, they're still discovering new content. Yeah, I believe that was a, that, that was, was probably prank. a hoax. But yeah. still, but like, still, that's the excitement. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So it's a balance. Oh, Toffee's ready to go. Yes, I know you're still here. I know you want your walk. You don't have to keep walking around me and very oh, noticeably stretching. Let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> anyway, Alex Armstrong is $5 and says, Hope you still like Westerns, Yards. Found an oily XS game called Cowboy 3030. Imagine fury, but roguelike over the shoulder and set in the Wild West. What's an oily excess game? Oily excess. Have I given off the impression that I like westerns? I've I've given off the impression that I like historical naval fiction. I don't remember ever saying westerns were a particularly uh, hot button thing for me. No, but you do the funny voice sometimes. I've not don't, known it. Don't Google oily. Don't Google. What is oily access game? No, it oily was just a Reddit. Access. It was a Reddit thread to uh, of gamer girls saying, "Does anyone else get sweaty when they play games?" I want so early access because it's a pun on early access. Uh, I think that's what oh, they were paying. Yeah, no. Hmm. Pretty funny. There you go. That's one of mine. Pretty, pretty, liked it. pretty funny. Uh, Sadarak1980 gives two pounds and says, side quest definition? Zelda Breath of the Wild is all side quests. Well, that's what we talked about at the top of the show. And yeah, technically yeah. the only main quest is just go fucking kill Ganon. Everything I like else that. Is- Do you guys, have you guys seen that video? Guy just walks in, takes the fight, and does nothing else. <laughs> just that's, that's three hearts. It's yeah. fun to see, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to do it. It took him three hours. Uh, Snake in the Garden member for three months in Tip Jar. Thank you, Snake. Thanks. Sorry for butchering Snake. the Gaelic culture, as I always do. Uh, El Munico gives $5 and says, Other than improved graphics, is any part of Skull and Bones superior to its equivalent in Sid Meier's Pirates? Uh, are the graphics that significantly improved? I wouldn't have said so. I mean, it's certainly not better than Assassin's Creed Black Flag graphics. There's probably more graphics. Uh, it doesn't uh, mean they're better graphics, but there's just more of them. Oh, this is a very old, cartoony-looking game. Oh, okay. There's there's a couple of Sid Meier's Pirates. Yeah, there, there was, was like a 1991, on... and then there was like an original Xbox generation one. Yeah. Mm. He's probably talking about the second one. Mm-hmm. There you go. Anyway, the brain sturgeon gives two euros, says, For Frost, when's the next Chronicle coming out? Yeah, Frost, when's it coming out? It's not me, it's the editor. I believe uh, Jesse said Friday. I believe Friday is the plan. I believe Friday is the next one, yeah. There you Chronicle. go, Friday. Mark those calendars. Uh, Dr. Theo gives $2 and says, maybe the real side quests are the friends we made. Certainly in the Persona series, Dr. Theo. Ah, the kisses you kissed. Kisses you kissed. Ah, but all the more tragic are the kisses we don't kiss. You miss 100% of the kisses you don't kiss. But also you shouldn't kiss all the time. You shouldn't, that's like, there needs to be some consent to kissing. That's how you you get diseases. Mm Mm-hmm. John Connor gives two dollars. Says if the side quest is too good, they keep it for DLC. Maybe that used to be the case. Now it's if the game's actual ending is too good, they keep it for DLC. <laughs> Looking at you, Suicide Squad. Oh no! Wait, I thought it was Yakuza that did that. What? Uh, no, Yakuza had New Game Plus. 
Oh, yeah, okay. Suicide Squad's hiding the ending behind DLC. Yeah, yeah, because you get to the end of Suicide Squad and it goes, oh, we have not defeated Brainiac. There's like 13 of him and they all have to be killed and you have to live service grind to kill each one. But then you just kill one of them and then get, the game goes, now we'll come back for the next season's content. Bye! Oh my god. What's yeah, that happening? Used to be, there was a trend, late, late aughts, early teens, where a lot of games were doing that. Where uh, uh, Dead Space 3 hit its ending behind DLC. Asura's Wrath mm. had its ending behind DLC. Alan Wake 1. Like the the wrap up yeah. of the story was in it was in American Nightmare, yeah, wow. which wasn't strictly DLC. No, it was like uh, Prince of Persia two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah, hit the ending Just in DLC. Getting getting away with a lot of bullshit around then. Uh, Alex Armstrong gives five dollars. Says side quest should be on the side and not something you need to progress. Am I right, Sonic Unleashed? Was that the werewolf Again, one? Is that the Dampier break. one? Yeah, that's the he's that's Sonic the Adampier. one. No, he's a lycanthrope. Well, he's not even oh. there. And I complained about this in my review of Sonic Unleashed. He wouldn't be a werehog if he turns into a wolf. He's not a werehog. Because a werewolf is Old English for man-wolf. Were is an Old English word meaning man. Oh, as in were-man and with-man. Hog-wolf. Wolf-hog? Yeah, so a werehog would be a man-hog. Hog-wolf he- school of witchcraft and wizardry? Yes, he should have been going to Hogwolf School of Witches and Wizardry. I really want to play that game. I want to see that. Because he's already kind of looks like a werewolf. And so the idea Sonic? that he transforms it, yeah, I like werewolf uh, things about him. Uh, like more so than like an armadillo. Man, like to mean uh, people with a Y chromosome, uh, didn't know it wasn't always a thing. It used to be just the man was just the word for both sexes, like sure, people generally, humanity. mankind. Yeah. And yeah. uh, if you were referring to ladies, you'd say whiffman. And if you were referring to men, you'd say weremen. And with the whiffmen evolved into women. And then we just started saying men to mean dudes with cocks. Look what they've taken from us. <laughs> I know. Language, werewolves. language evolves, people. Words are wild. Tragic. Anyway, that's just my little ling- cunning linguist complaint. Early Berm gives $10 and says, Pal World. First boss, you use pillars for cover. Second boss, their attacks literally go through the pillars and there is no cover. I just want someone to know I'm mad about it. Well, we all know now. Your role has iframes. Get good. Do we think, do we think, does Pal World have a roadmap? Yeah, they've they've launched one. I don't look at those. See, uh, my my theory is, uh, what, not even a theory. At what point is, I, I promise to put this in the game, you know, an actual concrete statement that you're using to sell your game versus just, hey, these are just words I'm saying. So yeah, I, we were I don't talking about that recently with uh, Dead Cells Ceased is, is said that they are no longer updating the game. And some folks are mad because there was promised another year of updates. Yeah. Um, but they're moving I'm, on to their next game or whatever. I'm going to put out Starstruck Vagabond, be satisfied there aren't any major crash bugs, and then I'm going to never think about it again. There you go. That's my plan. No roadmap. I think that's just the way it used to be. I know. Yeah, Uh, that's just the way games were for the first several decades. That's the era of games I'm nostalgic for. Yeah. Uh, SQSQ2000 gives five euros and says, and it wasn't even different bosses to be defeated in the future. It was the same boss 13 times. So effing lazy. 
yeah, we'll all be having fun talking about Suicide Squad when this week's fully ramblematic comes out. Dun, 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 dun. That was a great. That was a great segue. That was an incredible. Which segue. is on that very subject. Yes, I was segueing to plugging the upcoming week's content because we've run out of super chats. So thank you for listening to the Windbreakers podcast, everybody. Uh, I've sufficiently bored. I've sufficiently bored Toffee enough that he's gone to play with the toy. Ah, yeah. Well, he's not can't have that. Uh, thank you for listening. As I said, I've been Yahtzee Crusher. I was joined by Marty Lever and Sebastian Ruiz. And Eric was doing the producing behind the scenes. Say thank you for uh, Eric. Thanks, Eric. Always thank you for Eric. Oh, what else is coming up? Uh, well, I've got my Suicide Squad <coughs> fully emblematic on Wednesday, and Yahtzee tries. I will be playing uh, the Tomb Raider remaster and that other thing with the dumb name. A Balatro? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the Balatro. Balatro, yeah. Sounds like a dance. Sure. If you like. Uh, Or a musical instrument. Uh, And then I've got a semi-remblematic coming out on Thursday. It will be on the subject of the lost art of the tutorial level. The toots? Whoa! Where did did that damn beer come from? Does Toffee not bark? He's not a barker. He does bark, (laughs) just not uh, in this situation. He barks at other people's dogs, and he barks when people come in the house that he doesn't know. Mm. That's good. Me, me too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, what else have I got? Well, Adventures Nigh. Oh, no, I don't. We don't have Adventures Nigh on Saturday because no. uh, we're skipping a week so we can get the final episode done. Yeah. But make sure you've watched last weekend's episode. It was a banger. And um, I think that's it for my stuff. Over to you guys. All right, we'll see how. Uh, cold takes, go watch the old one. It was a, it's a lovely, lovely time as far as streams are going to go. Definitely going to have Better With Friends on Saturday. Um, no newly released for a while because Amy's getting ready for Adventure Is Nying. You know, it's going to need that extra weekend. Was there editor's hour today, Marty? Do you know? I don't know. Nick is, Nick's bad. <laughs> Nick's He's bad. A naughty, Nick's a Nick naughty, naughty boy. Nick is well, naughty. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm yeah. at therapy, so I don't know. I'm doing an editor's hour with my with my life editor. There you go. I'll come. <laughs> I, uh, Nick said no. Editing unpacked. Uh, okay. He's, he's Nick, editing. You should stream his, you editing a video. Think about that. There you go. Right. I was gonna do that, but that was too meta, unfortunately. Uh, but no. And then on my own personal YouTube content, con- content channel, whatever. I'm just throwing up random thoughts that I need out of my head. Otherwise, they start to fester and smell. Uh, but no, Mondays, you'll get your first of the new cold takes that come out on Monday. It's going to be about demos. Enjoy that in the future. It's a good what one. What do you got, Marty? It's a good one. Uh, yeah, in terms of streams, like Yassi mentioned, Yassi tries tomorrow. We'll have Firelink uh, tomorrow evening. We'll be talking about there's Nintendo Direct, a partner Direct tomorrow morning. We'll see what sort of scuttlebutt they got going on there. We're not going to be doing a live stream of that because it's at like 8 in the morning, and that's that's serial time. Uh, and then Thursday, I'm assuming a shoot to shit, uh, Devil May Cry. Uh, maybe we'll come back Friday. Maybe we'll do a cheeky little Final Fantasy stream or something because the second demo is coming out. And that's what, yeah, I can't, well, I kind of ruined that. Eric and I are working on a real cool video that you guys can watch later this weekend. I can't tell you what it is, but I played a game for 80 hours and I have thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. So much time. Oh my, I've played so much video game. I gotta go back to Persona. I miss those kids. I just left them in Tartarus. I just fucking abandoned them. We've all uh, played a lot of video games. That is in- true. 
I must have played... Man, how many games have I played in my life? Must be like over 2,000. Well, you've almost reviewed 1,000. You're like, yeah. in the 900s. Yeah, so well, played, you played as a kid. Yeah, I've played way more games than I've reviewed. Yeah. Mm. God dang. Man. It's almost like it's my job. Yeah, it is. That's why, you, that's why you put the shit on people and guess the game. Oh. There you go. You put um, the shit on them. <laughs> last one, last term. one, last super chat came oh, in yeah. in the last minute from Nilo Cortex, and it's their first super chat. Blimey! Oh my god! And, they, and they said, "No question. Just wanted to say thank you for all that you do. Hope you'll have a great rest of your day." Uh, heart. Nilo, thank, thank you, you very, very much. much. You're my new favorite Cortex after Doctor Cortex, the antagonist of the Crash Bandicoot games. Doctor Neo Cortex. Ooh. Uh, and, uh, well, sadly, Nilo's been slightly overshadowed by Ator Urubari, who's come in with another 500 asses to say, just catch the stream. I think you mean just caught the stream, Ator Urubari, never mind. Sorry for the late super chat, but I didn't want to skip showing my support, saying I love the last episode of Ventures Nigh. Looking forward to the big finale. The whole team is amazing. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Ator. Also, you. you don't need to correct people's grammars. What are you doing? He speaks two languages. How many do you speak? How many do you speak? You mm. probably speak a few. I don't know. You feel like you got secret languages? Nah, I, it, uh, I know high school German. One. There you go. That doesn't count. I have high school German and high school French. You I have high school daddy. German. And that certainly doesn't count. I have high school Spanish, and with the Spanish, it's awful. Um, Turns out high school, they don't teach you anything that sticks. Mm -hmm. Is that how to smoke what, cigarettes behind the bleachers? I know what select Japanese phrases mean. Suimasen. And it's not a weed. I know what hentai is. Yeah. Most people do. Yeah. I know what bakamitai means. What is that? It just means I'm such a fool. Oh. Oh. I got worried. going to be something. Yeah. Something like, you should have asked. I was like, I shouldn't have asked that. <laughs> yeah, we should have just left it at that. I should have left Ooh. it. We could have been done right now. Oh, I know what, I know what paizuri is. Paisuri. What's that? Yes. It's tit fucking. Ah. Right. Well, yes. That'll, look at that. You know, when that's Leave on there, a little knowledge in, for the rest of your Jeopardy. Tuesday. You no. didn't think you'd come here and learn something, did you? Anyway, <laughs> thanks for watching, everyone. Bye. Bye, everyone.